public safety, mental health, affordable housing, and oh yes, please make sure the garbage is also picked up on time. It is not easy being a city councillor these days, and in Vancouver there are a few new faces settling into that job. And this week we heard about one of the big issues too, that cooperation between the province and the city on the mental health front. Now for more on some of the changes that we're seeing and hearing about, we're joined now by Peter Meisner, Vancouver City Council for ABC. Thanks so much for joining us. Good morning, Simi. Thanks for having me. Well, this has been a really interesting week, I think, in terms of the cooperation between the city and the province. Like, What has that been like from your perspective? I think it's fantastic. Um, we need the cooperation of the province and of the federal government, frankly, to tackle some of the biggest challenges in our city. So we had our big announcement on Sunday, and that was the uh, grant to Vancouver Coastal Health uh, around mental health uh, nurses uh, in the downtown east side. So that's going to allow us to uh, increase the CAR 87 and CAR 88 program. That pairs uh, police uh, with a mental health um, nurse uh, to um, you know, meet with people that are in mental health crisis. And I think, um, as we all know, we're seeing those issues play out on our streets. So I'm confident that that investment is going to make a real difference in Vancouver. And what do you feel? Well, I mean, you're new to council, right? And so when there's all these pressures, outside pressures happening, like we heard, uh, you know, Conservative leader Pierre Polyev this week talking about the state of Vancouver, and it was not very flattering at all. Like, how do you feel when you hear that? I don't think it's helpful. Um, I mean, we're all aware of the challenges in the neighborhood. I don't think anyone at, in City Hall thinks that, you know, the situation in the downtown east side is acceptable uh, for the people, most importantly, who are living there, who are, you know, suffering. Um, so I don't think his comments are helpful. They're very divisive. And uh, yeah, just not appropriate, in my opinion. Right. And there's a lot going on here, right? Are you not also talking about gravel street revitalization? Yeah, so Sarah Kirby-Young, uh, Councillor Kirby-Young, put forward a motion around Gravel Street revitalization. That's really to bring uh, the energy back to Gravel Street. I know, like, when my parents come to town to visit, they always talk about Gravel Street and how it was. And, uh, <clears throat> frankly, last time they were here, uh, we took a walk down Gravel, and they were pretty uh, disappointed, I guess, with just kind of how different it is and, and the deterioration. Um, also, just in terms of the day life on Gravel Street, you know, we still have a vibrant nightlife scene on Granville, but during the day, it's a bit of a dead zone. So we really want to bring back life to Granville Street. We want to use uh, the street as more of a promenade for events, for patios. Uh, and we saw success with that uh, last summer with the Granville Street promenade. So we want to build on that and just bring energy and vitality back to the street. Right. But, Councillor, these, these are all great ideas. It's nice to do. But, like, once you get in that position, are there roadblocks that you run into? Like, do you think, oh, I thought this would be good to do, but it's tough to get this done? I mean, things are not as simple as they seem, for sure, right? But I think the good thing is is that we have broad consensus on council, um, outside of our party as well. Uh, we do have a majority, but we're all aligned in, you know, making downtown Vancouver more vibrant, more exciting, and also tackling these issues that you mentioned in the downtown east side. We all want to make improvement in the neighbourhood, whether that's housing, whether that's safe supply, whether that's treatment and recovery. And we're all aligned on those issues, plus we have supportive city staff, so... I feel like with our majority on council and our alignment with our, our colleagues, we can really make uh, you know movement on these issues. Like, what do you want to see happen? Why did you run for council? Yeah, you know, I've been in Vancouver for 20 years. It was my dream to live here. Um, I grew up on the island, and uh, this is always the, the big city to me. Um, so I moved here when I was 18. Uh, I used to work in, in media, so reported a lot on uh, civic affairs. And also, you know, being a downtown resident and seeing the city change, I wanted to get involved and really make a difference. I think over the past four years, and certainly COVID had a part uh, to play in this, but we've really seen Vancouver kind of lose its way. 
and not really um, have a clear identity and what we were standing for. So if you remember 2010 and all the excitement up to the Olympics and how everybody came together out on the streets to celebrate, I feel like there was this real like sense of energy and optimism in the city. So I want to be part of the team that brings that excitement back to Vancouver. And I think, you know, with FIFA in 2026 coming up, we have an opportunity to do that. And finally, you know, I really believe in, in Ken and uh, his leadership. And I know that uh, we're going to get great things done for the city. Now, everybody always talks about the Olympics. Oh, that was so great. That feeling easier said than done, though, right? Like, how, how do you bring that feeling back? Like, what kind of events? How do you encourage people to gather like that? There's a reason why they call us No Fun City. Yeah, I think we need to make it easier to host events, for one. If you've heard about the city's process for hosting events, it's quite complicated and expensive. So we need to create and, you know, we need to review that process and make it easier to host events. We need to have more of an atmosphere around things like patios, things like temporary street closures in the summer to do concerts, say, in Gastown or Granville Street, uh, just to create that environment where we're saying yes to these ideas. We have so many creative people in the city with tons of ideas about how to make Vancouver more exciting and vibrant. So we need to create a culture of, you know, yeah, we want to do that. And here's how we're going to help you as opposed to, you know, here's the 10 reasons why you can't do that. Right. But how do you do that then? So do you encourage people to apply and come up? Like, look at the folk festival question, right? Like, how do you make sure these events happen? Yeah. I mean, we need to make some changes in terms of city policies. Uh, We also have a council that is, is open to these ideas Uh, But you're right, we do need to uh, perhaps, you know, put out the message. And I think the message is getting out there from from the mayor, from our councillors, that Vancouver is open for business. We're open for new ideas. And we we do want, you know, we need their help in creating a vibrant, exciting city. So please come forward with your ideas and we can help make that happen. But also from a structural um, standpoint, it is the things like street closures. It is the things like patio permits. It is the things like, you know, simple things like lighting and, uh, you know, uh, patios, uh, you know, creating those kind of vibrant street scenes on plazas and and, uh, and streets around the city. And so do you think, I know the cup fee has been getting a lot of um, attention this week as well, coming back to Vancouver City Council. Do you, do you see the end of that? Yeah, I think that uh, the end of the cup fee is near. Um, you know, it's a, it's a punitive tax on consumers that isn't really making an impact on what it's intended to do, which is to reduce single-use waste and make a positive impact uh, towards combating the climate crisis. Uh, the, the fee, the 25 cents, goes directly to the retailers. So it's not actually going to the city. It's not going towards environmental initiatives. They're pocketing the 25 cents. And it, I don't know if you've noticed that coffee shops, most people are not haven't changed their behavior. I'm not seeing more people bring reusable cups, for example. So uh, it doesn't make sense. And unfortunately, the city is restricted by the charter in terms of collecting that fee. So we actually can't collect that fee to use it for, say, environmental initiatives. So we want to scrap the fee and uh, look at alternatives. So we'll see that happening, what, in the next week or two? Uh, Motion's coming forward uh, in the next few weeks, yes. So hopefully by the summer it'll be gone. All right. I'm sure people will be, some people will be very happy about that. Uh, Listen, thanks so much for your time this morning. My pleasure, Simi. Thanks for having me on. That's Peter Meisner, Vancouver City Councillor for ABC, talking about some of the challenges they've had first 100 days in office for them. And yeah, there's a long list of things that still need to be dealt with here too. Also, just wanted to take note of this. Uh, If you're like me and you love books and you love to read, then undoubtedly you probably check out websites like the Indigo website, right? 
it's down. It's been down for a long time now. And it turns out the company is dealing with a cybersecurity incident. They said you go on their website, nothing works. So if you have to even go to an Indigo store today, uh, they can only take cash essentially. So they can only process cash payments right now in the stores, can't process any electronic payments, can't accept gift cards, can't handle returns or anything like that. So there's a huge delay. The website essentially is not even working right now. And that's all they've said. They don't, we don't know much more than that, but they're having a cyber security event right now. And that's a pretty big Canadian company that is completely come to a halt this morning because of that. So obviously a lot of questions about that too.